What do we know about Obadiah? We know he was a prophet. But that's really all we know. Um, there are some thoughts that, um, that this Obadiah is the Obadiah that's in 1 Kings 18. He was around the time of Ahab. Remember, he um, looked after some uh, prophets uh, in, in that time, or some people who feared the Lord in that time, and he was providing them with food. Um, but I don't think it's that Obadiah. I place this Obadiah much later than the one in 1 Kings 18. So if you read stuff about um, the book of Obadiah, you might find references to the guy in 1 Kings 18. But I'm just going to say that my point of view is that that's not him. Uh, that this is a different man. Um, his name means servant of Jehovah. Um, Obed, servant. Yah, Jehovah. And he basically, he speaks to a, a group of people that are outside of Judah, outside of Israel. So he's not speaking to the northern kingdom. He's not speaking to the southern kingdom. He's speaking to a place or a people, and they're called Edom. That's the focus of his prophecy. So when did he write this prophecy? Now, I'm just going to give you what my opinion is. My opinion is he wrote this prophecy sometime after the first exile of the southern kingdom, Judah, but sometime before the final wave of exile. So, do you remember um, when we were looking at um, Jeremiah, for example, we said that there were three waves of captivity. Daniel was taken first him and some of the young men, by Nebuchadnezzar, taken to Babylon. And then um, a few years later, Ezekiel was taken. And then several years later, um, Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed um, Jerusalem in the time of Zedekiah. He was the last king of Judah. And that was the third wave of captivity when all the rest were basically taken, driven out of the land. And Jeremiah was there for that. He wasn't taken to Babylon. He was allowed to stay uh, in the land. So I think that um, Obadiah, he writes between the first and the third wave of the exile. And I'll tell you why I believe that um, based on what he wrote. Okay. So that gives you the timing. Who is Edom? Um, I think we, most of us will know who Edom is. Edom is Esau. But it's not the person Esau. It's the descendants of Esau. It's the nation who descended from Esau. Now there's something that's, that really stood out to me in looking at Obadiah. Um, and I want to I sort of draw a little family tree to tell you the importance of this man here. There is some prominence to Esau in the scriptures and to Edom in the scriptures. Prominence not in a good way, but in highlighting the evil, in highlighting something bad. And I'm going to sort of tell you about that. So, I just want to write a few names. Abraham. Um, he had, who was his first son? Ishmael. 
Yep. And then he had another son. Who's that? Isaac. And then he had. He actually had another son um, from another, a wife called Keturah. And this boy's name was Midian. Now, when Abraham, um, you read the story of Abraham, you read of another man, Lot. Um, Lot, two sons as well, Moab and Ammon. Now I'm just going to go down to Isaac. Isaac, two sons, Esau, Jacob. Right? So I think we all know this. Esau, I'm just going to highlight one more of his sons, just so you sort of know his, his family tree and his descendants. If you can't read that, that's Amalek. Amalek. Now, Jacob, his name changes to Israel. Okay, why am I doing this? I want to point out something very important. Israel had many relatives, many relatives, but he only had one brother. Esau is the only brother of Jacob, of Israel. Now the rest, there's some bad guys here. The Ishmaelites, so the Arabs descended from Ishmael. Um, so, for example, um, well, there's not really prominent nations spoken of, but Kedar, you know when the... Um, the bride in the Song of Songs, she says, I'm black like the tents of Kedar. Um, so, and this is the sort of the Bedouin Arab tribes descend from Ishmael. So you've got one enemy, the Arabs, coming from Ishmael, a relative. You've got the Midianites. Um, they're enemies of, of Israel. And when we read in the scripture, the Moabites, enemies of Israel. Ammonites, enemies of Israel. The Amalekites, the first ones to attack Israel, enemies of Israel. So all of these relatives uh, eventually became enemies with Israel. But there's a prominent one, um, Esau. Esau is the only brother. So lots of relatives, but one brother. So I just want to highlight that because I think that's important. Okay, now I'm going to write a couple of names of which Esau is known by. So Edom is one of them. Esau is one of them. I'm going to write um, another name. Bozrah. Now that might be a little bit obscure, but there are some prominent passages that mention Bozrah. Uh, Isaiah 63, the first verse. Um, it mentions this, and you'll read about this in some of the prophets where there's a some words against Bozrah when you read this. This is one of the cities of the Edomites. So he's referring to Edom when Bozrah is mentioned. Mount uh, Seir. So either Seir or Mount Seir, that's where they lived. Um, so when you read Seir about Seir or Mount Seir, that's speaking about Edom as well. When you read about Teman, that's speaking about Edom as well. Now, there is another one, Dedan, but Dedan is also a descendant of Ishmael because Esau married one of Ishmael's daughters. Okay, so 
I'm just highlighting this because there is much more in Scripture about Edom than actually just refers to the word Eden or than actually just refers to the word Esau. So just to sort of broaden our perspective of what's written about this nation or his, uh, this man and his descendants. Okay. Now, I could just read the 21 verses and we'd all know the book, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I just want to break down the book and just tell you the main points as to why this prophecy is written. Esau, or Edom, was very proud. He was proud um, of who he was and where he lived. He lived on, in Mount Seir. And this place was, it's now um, in Jordan, it's a place called Petra. It's a mountain ridge, and you can, you can Google it at some stage. There's these beautiful structures that are carved into the rock, and it's sheer cliff face. Um, it's, it's an amazing place, but this is where Edom dwelt, and they were southeast of Judah. God says to him, you are proud, and I'm going to bring you down. Um, I'm going to bring you down to the earth. So let's read verse 4. Thou, though thou exaltest thyself as an eagle, though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence I will bring thee down, says Jehovah. Um, actually, I'll read verse 3 as well. The pride of thy heart has deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, he that says in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Now, first of all, they're dangerous words. Remember the words of the proverb that pride comes before a fall. And this is the words of Esau. Who shall bring me down to the ground? Okay. I'd like to read a few passages outside of the book of Obadiah. And then I'm going to read what's in Obadiah. Just to tell you about, um, give you context around some of the prophecies against Edom. So, first, I want to read in Ezekiel 35. So, just go to Ezekiel chapter 35, and I'm going to read some verses. So, in verse 2, it says, Set thy face against Mount Seir. Um, and prophesy against it. So here we have Mount Seir, one of the names of Esau. Verse 5. Because thou hast had perpetual hatred and hast given over the children of Israel to the power of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time of the iniquity of the end, therefore as I live, says Jehovah, I will certainly appoint thee to blood. And blood shall pursue thee, since thou hast not hated blood, blood shall pursue thee. Verse 10. Because thou hast said, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine. He's speaking about the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom of Israel and Judah. So this is what Esau says, or the Edomites say. Because you said, these two nations or two countries shall be mine. We will possess it. Um, 
verse 11. Therefore, as I live, says the Lord Jehovah, I will even do according to thine anger and according to thine envy, as thou hast done out of thy hatred against them, I will make myself known among them, and I shall judge thee. Okay, I'm not going to read anymore, but that whole chapter, if you want to read it, um, it speaks about Esau. There's another chapter, Jeremiah 49. Now, I'm not going to read it. There are very similar words to what Obadiah says in his prophecy in Jeremiah 49. A few of the prophets prophesy against Edom. I want to read two more quick passages. One that I always found really confusing and hard to interpret, um, sort of as to why. Malachi chapter 1, verse 2. This is God speaking through Malachi. He says, I have loved you, says Jehovah. And this is speaking to Judah. I have loved you, says Jehovah. But you say, wherein has you, hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says Jehovah? And I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and made his mountains a desolation, and gave his inheritance to the jackals of the wilderness. If Edom say, we are broken down, but we will build again the ruined places, thus says Jehovah of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. And the men shall call them the territory of wickedness and the people against whom Jehovah has indignation forever. Here's a passage that says about Esau and about Edom, I have hated. And that's what God says. Now, one last passage, and it's Psalm 137. And then I'm going to just say a couple of words about Obadiah and I'll be finished. Psalm 137. Um, I'm going to read the whole psalm. It's just nine verses. This is a psalm that the people of, seems the people of the captivity in Babylon wrote. So those of Judah who were taken captive and taken to Babylon. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that made us wail required mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How should we sing a song of Jehovah's upon a foreign soil? If I forget thee, Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to my palate. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy, remember, O Jehovah, against the sons of Edom, the day of Jerusalem, who said, lay it bare, lay it bare, down to its foundation. I'll, I'll just stop there. Let's go back to Obadiah. Now, there's other references to Edom that you can look up. If you want, I can give you a list of um, some of these passages in the prophets. But I want to just read now um, three verses from Obadiah that Obadiah prophesies against Edom. Four verses. Uh, verse, from verse 10, I'm going to read. Because of violence against thy brother Jacob... Remember, he is the only brother. 
Shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that strangers carried away captive his substance, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast one of them. But you shouldn't have looked on the day of your brother in the day of his disaster. Neither should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, nor have opened wide your mouth in the day of distress. You should um, have not entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity, nor have looked even thou on their affliction in the day of their calamity. Neither should you have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. And thou shouldest not have stood on the crossway to cut off those who have escaped, nor have delivered up those remaining of him in the day of distress. Okay. I've painted a picture of what the prophets say about Edom, and now I want to take you in your mind to that point of time when Nebuchadnezzar came in against Judah to destroy Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar's there at the, um, on the outside of the city and he's coming in and he's about to burn the city down and destroy the city. And those watching from just over the Dead Sea is Edom. And they're watching and in their hearts they're saying something like, Yes, lay it bare, lay it bare down to its foundations. And they looked upon it and they said, That city is going to be ours. And when Nebuchadnezzar had done what he'd done, they went in and they took what they could. They possessed what they could. They killed people in there. And anyone who escaped down south from Judah, who had fled away from Nebuchadnezzar and his armies, it says, neither should thou have cut off those that did escape. They killed those of Judah who had escaped from um, the attack of Nebuchadnezzar and his forces. And they handed those, they caught, they killed some, and they, they captured others, and they handed them to the enemy. Now I want you to understand um, the, the great evil that Esau, or Edom, the brother of Israel, did. To his brother. He had perpetual hatred for him. And in Ezekiel it mentions his hatred three times in chapter 35. And the principle that applies to Edom. Is the principle of sowing and reaping. It's a universal principle. He sowed hatred. He hated Israel. And at any opportunity. He took advantage of Israel. And it came to the end when God brought judgment upon that place, Edom. And God says to Jacob, Jacob I have loved and Esau I have hated. And Jacob was blessed and brought back into the land. That's in Malachi. And at the time of Malachi, Edom was destroyed by um, the surrounding nations. In Malachi it says... Um, that I've made his land desolate and if he builds it up again I will destroy it again God had um, that 
Judgment Past, Perpetual Judgment Against Esau. So, here's a little book. Book of Obadiah, speaking against Edom. I, and I hope that, I mean, to me, it just made the, the whole um, story of Esau and Edom come to life. Um, and this is why I think it's written when it was written, between the first and third wave of the captivity, or around that time. Now, Obadiah mentions the day of the Lord. And in the day of the Lord, it speaks um, in, a, in many ways. First way is of something at that time. So the day of the Lord was destruction upon Edom in that time. But it wasn't just on Edom. The day of the Lord is... Um, so that's in verse 15. The day of Jehovah is near upon all the nations. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. There's the sowing and reaping principle. And for Edom, that was destruction. But the day of the Lord is coming in the future for all of the enemies of the Lord. Where he will have just retribution over all his enemies. And instead of Edom possessing Jacob's land... It says, and Jacob, this is a verse from Obadiah, verse 17, the last bit, Jacob shall possess their possessions. They're going to have the land of Esau. They're going to have the land of Edom. That's going to be Israel's land. God's going to give it to them. And that's going to happen one day. That's going to happen in the millennium when the Lord restores Israel again to his land. So I'm going to stop there. Um, I hope that's been... Um, informative um, I'm going to leave it open for questions for anyone or any comments and then we'll go on to, to Jonah with Sam